Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the soon-to-be daily podcast where we will analyze and celebrate Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez, assistant manager. And today we are discussing Dissolution, the sixth and penultimate episode of Spaced Series 2. It's the, uh, the dark night of the soul. Yes, very much so. The, very uh, much so. The Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> the half-blood prince of, uh, of space spaced episodes um if uh if half-blood prince was just like uh god imagine if there was 14 books in the harry potter series yeah like if they were kind of more like imagine 14 100 page books you know like the hardy boys yeah right yeah 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 totally um well uh yeah, so this one uh this one definitely ends on a downer. Um this whole mm-hmm. episode is a little bit of a downer. It's it's uh, this is probably the most dramatic episode of Spaced. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's um it's impressive both I guess to the writers uh you know Peg and Heinz and Stevenson, but also the just the performances. I I I really like how ugly the characters are allowed to get in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we really see, yeah, like we really see like the friendship. Yeah, like like the, these are all reasons why groups of friends can potentially fall apart. You know, yeah. it's yeah. dishonesty and uh, lack of communication. Really, more yeah. than anything, I guess. So yeah, but it uh, we it starts off really. Uh, Positively, though, we get kind of like a uh, like a weird like photo session with the gang hanging out. Mm-hmm. A pre-birthday party, birthday party, pre-birthday <laughs> dinner, birthday party. Yes, like a. <laughs> I almost, I almost imagine um, that it was like you know those nights where you're you're out in your in your twenties or whatever, and I imagine this was like before. Facebook, this was more likely, but you know, you, you'd be hanging out and then you found out that someone's birthday was like tomorrow, like through conversation. And then it's like, oh, well, we got to sell. And then it becomes like celebrating so and so's birthday. Mm hmm. I, I almost kind of feel like that's where we're like, that's kind of what I was kind of feeling, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, this uh this Texas chainsaw thing. Yes. Uh, um I I think it's interesting what I find really interesting about this Texas chainsaw moment is like one it's the it's it's the Texas chainsaw reference uh with the with the mm-hmm. that like wine yeah, thing. Great. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just a, a totally iconic noise at this point. It's um, kind of like the OG uh I I guess the closest thing we have now would be the um 
that that conjuring music box noise um mm -hmm. yeah that that even that doesn't really seem that special compared to that this you know mm -hmm. but i find it, it what what i find really interesting about the use of it here is that it's in combination with an omen reference with the um the 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 shadows appearing in the photographs of the people who are going to die right right okay yeah see i like i i got the i got the i got that it was the omen music but i i, I totally missed that that photo the the photo joke i'll i'll be honest like went went over my head at first the first time i mm -hmm. watched it i was like i don't really get what this is actually yeah i yeah i i it's uh, it's it's interesting like it's just an interesting combination of the of elements um it's, but it's it, like yeah it's like when a quentin tarantino movie doesn't even have a gap between needle drops it just goes from one needle drop to another uh, right yeah 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 um it's just really interesting because uh i i, I mean it definitely sets you on a place of uh unease for sure yeah um, yeah just the these images of Brian very pensively looking at these photos as if something is deeply wrong, juxtaposed with like the How I Met Your Mother opening. Right. <laughs> right. Um so uh it's Daisy's birthday. And um I don't know, what do you what do you think about this this whole thing with daisy in this episode like what 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 do you think her deal is um you know just it it's it it's interesting you know we were it it's not quite jealousy because mm -hmm. it's it, it's not like angry or aggressive but it just seems to be like almost kind of like a like a melancholy like not not quite a depression but just that sort of like lack of it, it it feels like the wind's been taken out of her sails, mm -hmm. in a very like vague way though, because it it's like seems like it's like sixty percent Tim, but maybe like forty percent like just general life stuff, like just getting older and not being in the place you want to be. Yeah, yeah, just that kind of everything, isn't that you know? It, it's never just the personal stuff. It's always like right. everything in a cocktail. That sort right. of leads to those nights, you know, or those periods. Well, because she's, I mean, in this episode, like, she, I mean, you know, she goes shopping with Twist, but e even after that, and after talking to her mom, like, she tries to do some work and falls asleep again. And, like, I almost wonder if she's just sort of, like, in a state of, like, what am I doing? Like, why can't I get my <laughs> shit together? You yeah, know? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I had completely forgotten about the mom part, but yeah, that is a great mom voicemail scene. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Uh, Peg, Peg and Heinz and Stevenson just really nailed moms. They do. Good, good, good moms. Daisy's mom is really good here. And then, you know. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Sean's mom is like an I iconic mom. Oh yeah, Barbara. Uh, oh, speaking of moms, uh, uh, Tim calls Daisy uh, pickle in this episode. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's that's you know I I really like 
the friendships on this show. Like, just the idea of him, you know, like, just kind of, like, calling her pickle and kissing her forehead and just, yes, you singing know. Yes, singing her the birthday song. Yeah, and then, like, leaving with his girlfriend. Like, it's just... I don't know. Like I, I, I find that really interesting. And may, maybe it's just a British thing. I don't know. But um, that sort of uh, familial bond between friends, where that's okay. Is, yeah. Is really. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something really charming about it. I like that. It's uh, again. I, th- I think part of Peg's charm as a performer is that his protagonists are always very nakedly emotional. Hmm. Like that, they she he kind of constantly pokes holes in that, like oh guys aren't supposed to like sing to friends or who are girls or like you know be emotional or like vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I mean I guess especially in the scenes like we talked about this with like him and Mike, right? Um, or even Brian, like even like all of them really. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it really is all of them except Twist. Yeah, um, yeah. It it I would be interested to like I mean I would I would love to ask like a million questions, but like I just as a writer to writer, I would be interested to hear what they thought of Twist as a character, you know, like 10, you know, plus years on. Mhm. Like what were you going for with that? Yeah, I I almost feel like, uh, I mean, it's certainly easy to be like, oh, the poorly written female character is written by the guys, you know. But sure. yeah, I I to me, it really does like twist as a character reads to me like something that uh, Jessica Heinzey Stevenson. It was like, oh, I had a friend like this, and this is how it felt being her friend. And I almost oh, wonder yeah. if if that was it, like if that's kind of like the whole that's that's the whole point of her character is really um, to be that uh, person. Yeah, to be that person and to, and and to sort of like a- allow. Um, allow her to sort of like uh rewrite that experience of having that kind of friend, you know? Yeah, and, and kinda, kinda, kind of kind of deal cl- with it, you claim know? Claim it reclaim it for themselves in a way. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. similar to what it sounds like what Peg was working through in season 1 with like the breakup and like the, right. the cockholded and whatnot. Right. right. So I I I almost wonder if that's all it is and we're just we we expect so much more from Edgar Wright stuff, um, with with uh with with characters and and arcs and things, um, but I mean you know, I don't know. Yeah, and and I I, also, I almost I, yeah. wonder if if Twist is really just there to help Daisy to like suit her character, not yeah it, to it, be a character on her own. You and know? it's a real shame because like I I love Katie Carmichael's performance so much, and I think that she brought so much, you know, uh, weirdness and, uh, specificity to that character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, it, yeah, but it feels like of all the characters, twist is definitely the one that is underserved. Like, especially the series, it feels like they didn't even, 
give her a plot line this season. Everything about her this season was about her relationship with Brian slowly, like, exploding. Right. For frame by frame for everyone to watch. Right. Well, and even in this, when she calls Daisy, she's like, she's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And it really just feels like a joke about how she hasn't been in the show for, like, two episodes. Right, Um, yeah. Because uh, uh, they even undermine it where, like, Daisy's like, you were literally at my party last night. And she's like, oh, that was you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it, it really does feel like Twist just got lost in the process of them trying to um, have a cohesive story for the season, you know? And it's something that feel it, it in a weird kind of twist that that almost holds more water in a show like how I met your mother where or just the way american television works where there's like a dozen writers and there's notes from the network where whereas everything that we've and i i could be totally wrong but it, it seems like peg and and heinz at nay stevenson wrote the script in relative uh isolation you know uh-huh like, it doesn't seem like the kind of show where they're, like, more twist or, like, less Brian or, like, kind of right. network notes. Right. So it's interesting to see things like that fall through the gaps. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do have to point out, because I had never noticed it before, uh, that uh, on the little table uh, next to the, the front door, there's, a, there's two action figures, a Shaggy and a Velma. Yep. Um, which and uh, it's uh, pretty great. It's it's adorable. It's pretty pretty great. And it's, I it's I want to I want to rewatch the show now just to see like when exactly those pop up. Oh, nice. Yeah. I I really um I just it, well it, it's you and I's favorite thing. Uh fans of the old show will know that we're a big fan of of storytelling through production design. Mhm. And uh yeah, that feels that's something we could definitely look into is how many of these crazy cats behind the camera transferred over to Sean. Oh yeah, that's that's a very good idea. Um we'll have to that's something to do for during the uh credit episodes on Shaun of the Dead. Um mm-hmm. is to scope that out. That's a good idea. For a year um, from now. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so like the big, the big thing with this episode, obviously, is that, um, Tim isn't being as careful as he should be with Sophie, um, and, uh, kissing, kissing Sophie out in public, out in the open. Like literally in in front of the gate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like out, out in the front yard. Um, he's, he's, uh, they're making out and, uh, you know, Marsha being the, the nosy little landlord that she is spots Mm -hmm. him, um, and, uh, cue the omen music. Yeah. And, and going back to what we said at the top, like it, 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 it does have that classic. It is like a, just a little bit heightened because it's, it's spaced and the omen music is funny, but a lot of this is played very straight. And yeah, Marsha's, uh, you know, Julia Deacon, like your heart really, really breaks for her in these next two episodes. Uh, but in this one in particular, uh, it's not played for laughs when when no. 
because you you really you really see now at the end of the show and a really cool bit of long form like long gaming in 01 which is it's you know super impressive but like yeah like it it means so much more now than it would have in the pilot or episode two or episode three that Marsha, you know, everything coming home to roost. Mm-hmm. For sure. You're so much no, more it's, a, it's, it's a really smart way to bring the series to a close, I think. Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. Right. No, and it's it, perfect. And it feels and, right that, yeah. Oh, no. and, well, and, and I was going to say, like, Marsha hasn't had a huge role this season like no she yeah. she did more in series one i think overall but like so far in series two she hasn't had a whole lot to do that wasn't like reacting to what brian was doing or reacting to like i guess her daughter moving out right that was probably the biggest thing for mm-hmm. her and mike then moving and then mike in. moving in yeah but but mike moving in wasn't even it was like the joke was mostly about Mike being there, but less so that like Marsha was there too. Like it, it you you rarely saw them together. Mm-hmm. And you know? and another joke was how you know the classic uh, Stevenson peg joke of like look how quickly they got along. Right, right, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I mean it's 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 nice that these last two episodes have so much Marsha. Yeah, they really kind of the opposite of twist but they really honor what the character has has become and what mm-hmm. how how much julia deacon and and the character marcia like has meant to the cast mm-hmm. absolutely and and you just you see how how like smart of a performer she is totally um, i mean that that scene between tim and marcia where they're they're both talking about his secret and he thinks that she's talking about the typewriter cake that he got that he made Daisy. <laughs> yeah. And she thinks he's talking he he's or she but she's actually referring to the kiss she saw and it just keeps kind of like cu- in her like cutting between them. And yeah, and like entendre, her calling him an asshole. Entendre on top of entendre. Yeah. I, I I really love how quickly Tim recovers from from Marsha being like, you're a bastard, like, you asshole. He's like, oh, okay. Like, that, I don't know, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. He's a little too comfortable with it. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, which is kind of, like, vaguely, it's it's sort of very, like, lightly disrespectful. Like, oh, you know, crazy Marsha. Yeah. Like, oh, well, she's just being kooky. Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then the other the other thing he's a little too comfortable with is uh, m- his his missing uh, Mike's uh, uh, promotion. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mike uh, has a very real like, hey, like this isn't cool. Like I was, he has. They have a really kind of real moment where he's where he says, "Look, don't forget who was there for you all last season when you were like Mister Single McGee." Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he's Mike's longest serving friend. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I love that scene between them because it's, it's heartbreaking too. Like Mike is really hurt, and mm-hmm. he doesn't really know how to show his 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 feelings very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Which is 
to me very on it is sometimes those those deepest longest friendships that it's the hardest to admit when there's something going wrong in it yeah because you do get so comfortable with the other person that you do you almost like risk rocking the boat right or yeah like like oh my god i don't even know how to be mad at this person i don't even know what that's like right exactly um it's really good and i I, and i love uh i love peg's performance after mike runs away it's a great um, run too oh it's a fantastic run um a plus run uh, so, so he scampers away and, uh, right before he scampers away, he tells, um, Sophie, Sophie, if, yeah, if you hurt her, if you hurt him, I'll kill you. And then, and then he scampers away and, uh, she says, did he mean that? And, <laughs> and Tim just laughs and hugs her and then looks her in the eye and says, yes, <laughs> he gives her another, Tim's very like into the vaguely, uh, father like like kisses with like mm. the women and with the women in his life. It's very which v- is Victorian, uh, a little creepy. It's you know it it he pulls it, it somehow off. he pulls it off he pulls it off. But it, it but to so many guys, if they did that, it would be super creepy. Yeah, and, it, and then again, maybe maybe like I'm not a woman, so maybe this is just hella creepy. And yeah, I yeah yeah to tell I us just, if it is. I, I guess the I guess Sophie and. Uh, Mindy and Daisy don't react like it's creepy, so I'm like, oh, well, okay, I guess that's just a thing that he does. Yeah, maybe wouldn't maybe. Oh my god, you just. Oh my god. Okay, so you know how we're always how how, not always, but how how we (laughs) we have brought up uh the spaced remake a few times. Sure. Imagine a world where they did a spaced remake and Mindy Calling had played Daisy. Oh, that would be great, right? As like the the pop culture. Like sort of like creating the perfect twenty something life for herself, romantic. Right. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So, all right. So let's let's sidetrack for a second. Okay. <laughs> if and let me preface this by saying we don't want this to ever ever happen. Oh, sure. Yeah. This, but let's yeah. try and let let's try just just for yeah. experimentation's sake. Let's try yeah. to cast. A what we would say would be like our our perfect like if if we had no say in this not happening like if it was definitely going to happen no matter what mm-hmm. like no one no one wants the zombie apocalypse to happen but we still talk about what we would do right right <laughs> yeah exactly so in the in the uh, spaced remake apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would be the perfect people to put in these roles? And and when I say perfect, I mean from any time period. So like my perfect Daisy would be like the the US office season two Mindy Kaling. <laughs> okay, yeah. So like any era of actor. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um Okay, well, you start since you seem to be chomping at you seem to be very no, 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 no. I just thought of that one, and so I thought, okay, like, let's, okay, let's okay. have so a conversation. Mi- okay, so like, so, so Mindy Kaling is Daisy. All right, so um, who, who's a good Tim opposite Mindy Kaling? Uh, how about uh, what about Donald Glover? Yeah, I like, was gonna, I was, I was going to say Donald Glover or uh, or Dev Patel. Ooh, yeah, 
But then mm, I was Dev oh. Patel is too attractive. I well, I mean, well, they both are. I guess that's the problem with American actors. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and also, uh, well, uh, Dev the Dev is a fellow Brit. Oh, right, right. That's right. He is. Can I? We can we not do it in order because I I already I already want to say my my Brian is Lakeith Stanfield. Who's that? He's uh he was in Red State, not Red State. He was in uh Get <laughs> Out. Um, the he was the guy that was like uh oh the guy that played uh the guy that played L in the Death Note remake. Yes, and he's oh. on and he's on Atlanta. He just he's so. I mean, I'm I I think he's. The bee's knees, but I, I I don't know. He's also really he's funnier than you would think he is because he's yeah. I've seen him on like Atlanta and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know he's great on Atlanta. No, that's yeah. that's pretty good. I like that because he's also he's he an also art has kid. A, he, yeah. well he has an air of like pretension. Yeah, like like where he's like wiser than you give him credit. Yeah, for. like like or like he'll like there'll be a photos of him like sitting Indian style on the red carpet. And people are like, oh, what's what does this mean? It's like he's high. <laughs> what do you mean? What does it mean? <laughs> he's freaking people out. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that's really good. I like that. I'm on board okay. for that. Sweet. Um, okay. Uh so Tim, Tim's hard though. Tim is hard because uh, you don't like he has to be moderately schlubby. Yeah, like everyone's so pretty right now. There's no yeah. like, there's no Dustin Hoff. Even like, remember Shia LaBeouf when they were like this guy, this like yeah. average, average looking, Jewy kind of looking dude, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, Tim's hard. Uh, yeah, Tim is tough. Okay, okay. So, uh, what about Marsha? Do you have any Marshas? Ooh, there's so many, tough. right? There's so many much. Because, like, do you go? Do you go giving veteran sitcom actress the role of a lifetime? Like, do you go Jane Krakowski, or do you go totally left field? And like, do you give this role to like Deborah Winger mm. or like Jessica Chastain? Like someone, someone, someone. Like <laughs> Jessica a, Chastain. I don't know. I was thinking about people in their forties, but I guess Jessica. She's Chastain's too young, still. isn't she? Yeah, that's true. Marsha's supposed to be like in her like mid forties already. Uh yeah, like mid mid forties oh, to early fifties, I'd dude, say. Janine Garofalo. Oh, that's good. I like that. Like interesting. Like te- like modern right now, Janine Garofalo. Oh, and and what I like about that too is it would she would be the Gen Xer. So like now Marsha's the Gen Xer. Yeah. Like the it's like generational. Yeah, Ooh, they're the old guard. Uh, I kind of like that. I'm into that. All right, all right. Um, uh, Tim, uh, uh, circa 2008, Adam Brody. Perfect. Yeah, I forgot that we could do any any era. Right. Uh, yeah. So like, um, yeah, Adam Brody would be really good. Uh, I mean, kind of like late, like, oh, um, dude, imagine like high fidelity era, maybe even a little bit younger uh, Cusack. Mm, that's pretty good, too. Little, little, maybe a little too large scale of an actor. <laughs> sure. Possibly. Yeah. But uh, I definitely I like where your head's at. Because um, girls, the female, female fans of the show think Tim's really dreamy from what I've gathered. 
Oh, really? Or a lot of them. I don't know. I mean, not as much as Brian seems to be like the number one dreamboat in uh-huh. terms of guys on the show. Sure. That's um, what I would assume. What about Mike? Oh, gosh. Uh, and also, do we do we is it OK to have a Mike in America who's a gun nut or does that should he have another thing? I was maybe not say, like maybe not just, bowling, but like another thing. I, I, I was thinking making him like a like a military guy would be funny if it was i was thinking um oh shit i had a name and then i lost it uh oh look good uh, opposite i I, I remember i remember now it was uh, imagine like michael pena Ooh, yeah like oh yeah i like that because he can be a cop we've seen him play a cop but but funny Right. Like, imagine just like a super aggro. Actually, you know who the perfect Tim would be? American Tim. It would be, it would be, uh, 1994 Paul Rudd. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like clueless era. Yeah. Like you don't even know anything. You don't even (laughs) go, you don't even read the (laughs) CDs. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Who's left? Um, twist, I guess. Oh yeah, twist. Uh, hmm. This so again, yeah. But that's a very. Um, I think uh, okay. So this is this is I don't know this actress's name, so I apologize. But you're fine. The Asian actress from the Guild. Oh wow, wow! That's a that's a yeah. Her uh, Tink. Right. Was her Tink. name in the show? Oh, okay. Think, there you go. I can't think of <laughs> you her know, name. In real you life. knew more than I did <laughs> about the guild. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I read I read Felicia Day's book. Yeah, so did I. Okay. Well, may, but I, know, I, guess I didn't remember all the details. Yeah. Uh, also, I read it like a long time ago. So, oh, like Felicia Day wouldn't be out. a bad Daisy. That's true. I really like Mindy, I really like Mindy Kaling though. Yeah, Mindy Kaling. Mi- Mindy Kaling, I love that she. Mindy Kaling would be a good twist. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, dual Kalings. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Murphy, this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Mindy Kaling, Mindy Kaling, and Mindy Kaling. <laughs> she plays Marsha too. I, I didn't even know she wanted to be this kind of performer. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, you know, oh. you know. If if you want to do, if you want to do Mindy Kaling as twist, I think, uh, I think that same era of Jenna Fisher would be a good Daisy. Oh, interesting. If you wanted to go double, double dipping, double dipping on The Office, possibly, yeah. You know who else um, would be a good, uh, would be a good Tim? Would be like 2010 Andy Samberg. Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jake Peralta is kind of timish. Kind of timish, yeah. yeah. Like we we know that he's like he can just be like the the buffoon. Mm-hmm. But you also you root for him, right? All him. right. Oh, well, Bill H- oh, Bill Hader. Ooh, Bill Hader. Interesting. And I Danny don't... McBride would be a good Mike. Oh, Danny McBride. Well, Danny McBride, he's... I think, almost has like. The wrong type of confidence for Mike. <laughs> it wouldn't be charming. No, it wouldn't be charming. It would, it would be, be, it would be, be like Who's this asshole. <laughs> you like ever literally, literally, that is everything that Danny McBride has ever made, where he's a main character in it. 
you could who's, just title it who's this who's asshole? asshole who invited this guy yeah who's this asshole starring danny mcbride mm-hmm. written by danny mcbride <laughs> written <laughs> uh, that's vice principles that's uh yeah. the, the we, hbo the, show he did and we say that with love we say yeah, that with we absolute do. love absolutely but that's uh kind of his deal uh, what kind right, of well, what kind of dog would you make colin oh no I would do a big old stupid looking beagle. Hmm. Just a big yeah. stupid floppy beagle. Yeah, that seems about right. Or like a wiener dog. Oh hell yeah. Like a like like a, a wiener dog and something else. So <laughs> like a wiener dog and like a chihuahua, so it's just like a snake. <laughs> With big bulgy eyes. With big huge eyes. Looks like a oh, rat. No. Like a, looks like a weasel. Um, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, <laughs> listening to our casting suggestion. It was a little tangent um, that I thought would be fun based on the Mindy Kaling thing. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> where well, I mean, were you we? know, we don't have a lot to I mean, you know, they they have a big cake fight. Right. They have and a big cake fight it's a, it's after because they, they come clean with Marsha because she thinks that Tim is an adulterer. Mm-hmm. Um. What I think is interesting, though, about this process um, from A to C, uh, I, 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 the B, I mean, they do a good job. I guess when you're watching it, it feels natural enough. But, like, when you think about it, it's like, okay, they come clean to Marsha. Marsha looks more hurt than anyone I've ever seen in anything. Yeah, um, dude. Break, breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. She leaves, and that leaves everyone else just just start bickering and then that turns into a full-fledged cake fight yeah it feels kind of feels like a little forced oh maybe a little bit i mean it doesn't feel that way when you're watching it but it's like when you think back on it in retrospect it's like oh yeah how did we go from there to there yeah, um, yeah. It, it always it always feels okay when you're watching it though so mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not sure where the missing ingredient there is <laughs> um but uh, I, I think we do need to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, the, oh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 no, the Ricky Gervais oh, shaped well, uh, and, elephant I mean, in the room. I mean, you really don't like it. I really don't like it. Yeah. Um, you're not a, you're not a fan. Of, I, 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 I just think it's, I just think it's not the, if you're going to make a reveal like that, at least, I don't know. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even like that reveal. I think that was a dumb like it being a mistake that it was like professional couples only. Like I don't think you needed right. that. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Because um, I don't think it changes anything. Uh, either way, it 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 yeah. It just feels forced and kind of lazy. I don't know. It's not not my favorite. Not my favorite. And it's a uh, it's a bad scene because Ricky Gervais sucks. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Your face sucks. Um, and uh, and then uh, uh, we end on Empire. Yeah, well, and 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 Twist runs away from the group after they right. they clean up rather than uh, getting arrested uh, sure. by the restaurant. Uh, and and uh, Twist uh, basically tells them off and and runs away, never to be seen again. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, we get the we get that sweet Empire Strikes Back ending, which just feels 
It's it's perfect because it's exactly what we always talk about with the show. The best references are the ones that feel emotionally honest, even yeah. if they're you know extremely heightened. It, it, it's like this is this is how the characters are feeling. Right, right, and it's it just feels perfect. Like, yeah, it's great. It's perfect, including it Mike's really... uh, Wookie on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah, really. I like Brian and and Mike having to like go off together on like a quest. Mhm. Absolutely. And it's I think it's the best, you know, we talked about in the previous episode that uh it had the best opening with the uh the uh finger guns like flash forward. Um well only we're not we don't reveal that they, it's finger guns. It looks like they're just like straight up like pulling Glocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they freeze before you see that they're fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that's the. Uh, oh, you know what I just realized. They've no. they've got a fistful of fingers. Oh, fun! Huh? Look at that! Huh? I wonder if that's a thing. Yeah, well, anyway. Um, yeah, and then I think this episode has the best ending of of all of Spaced. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. it's like this. I, I love this ending and then the ending with uh with Colin uh chewing on the bamboo on Tim's bed. Oh yeah. That's Which great. Is so great. Um all right. Well I think that's uh episode two oh six. And uh there you go. It's, so in the meantime heavy. We'll be yeah, it is, it is. Um we'll be uh we'll be back in two days to wrap up series two and, and the entire show of spaced. Uh, and so we'll be back in a couple of days in the meantime. Um, if you're on Facebook, go join the, uh, Cornetto minute listeners pub, which is, a uh, private group where, uh, you know, you just gotta ask to be in the group and we'll let you in. If you don't look like you're spam, that's all. Don't be, <laughs> don't be spammy. We'll let you in. And, uh, that's on that's on Facebook and uh, we'll be back in two days to wrap up this whole thing. Bye everybody.